Welcome back to seeing life from a different angle. I thought today that it would be an interesting conversation piece to talk about something that I think all of us human beings face on a day-to-day -day basis, and that is that we all struggle with trying to find happiness. And the question ultimately becomes this, is happiness, is joy, which is a version of happiness, is certainly I think a much more intense version of happiness, somewhere between, you know, happiness and delight come, and after that comes a measure of joy. I think it's one of those types of things that we all chase after. You know, in talking with my best friend Tom this weekend, we were talking about how, you know, life is full of constant pursuits. And as we've talked about before, there is the pursuit of artificial pleasures that I think all of us kind of fall into. And I think the reason we do is this, and I'll just lay out the theological as well as the psychological piece, because I think it also touches on how we deal with and the philosophy of our lives. Because when we think about the place that we have all ended up, and all of us are there, and when we think about that place, it's such a very dark and unwelcoming place. And it is, like the metaphor of the cave, it is this dark space where we think this is the way life is, but it doesn't have to be. So one of the things I know I've talked about and probably said way too many times, but I think it's, it's a vital key component of who we are as human beings, is that we are born into a wide open reality of space where joy does exist, where a connection does exist. You could see it in the face of a child, in the face especially of a newborn baby where they experience this measure of joy that, you know, is not consciously known to us any longer. And so the sad reality of it is, as we know, that space doesn't last long. It's not long before, you know, frustrated parents come along and they're frustrated because the child is waking them up in the middle of the night and the child comes to recognize that the world is not full of loving, nurturing individuals as much as we would all like to believe that we are. And instead, you know, the luster has worn off on the newborn baby and the parents are tired and they're frustrated and they want to go to bed and they want to have sex and they want to do other things and this child gets in the way. But ultimately, when we think about the things that we want to pursue and the, the path that we bring that child down, I think one of the things we come to recognize is that in abandoning that child and abandoning that child's desire to stay in a place of joy and a place of love and a place of connection with God and with the parents he hoped for and any of us would pray for, he finds himself in a space where he's beg, borrowing and stealing anything he can in order to attain some measure of satisfaction. Now, here's the key. Ultimately, the satisfaction he's going to find, he will label as happiness. He will say, oh, this feels really good, whether it is physical, whether it is mental, whether it is emotional. It's, he's going to give himself this sense that this feels good, therefore it is happiness. But we all do this day in and day out. And a strange piece of it is, if indeed we really have found happiness, why do we keep chasing after other things to make us happy? I mean, it's a paradox. You know, when you think about it, we, we say we're happy 
and yet we're still chasing other things. You know, that, that tattoo that you may get, you feel like, okay, well, this is, expresses me and it makes me happy to have this. But if that's the case, where does that happiness go? Why does it go away? You know, because I think that ultimately two things are occurring. One is that it is an artificial pleasure, which means its sole purpose is to reduce the tension that we experience from our ego not getting the gratification that it is looking for or that we believe that we desperately long to have. And the second is it's dull. It's muted. It is a muted, dulled version of the joy we experienced in those first moments of life and those precious connections that we had those smiling faces of the infant that is not just gas, but indeed a smile of joy. You know, it's those moments that we're chasing after. We are like the addict who chases after that first high. Every one of us is. But just in the same way, we end up continuing to chase that high and find ourselves claiming to be happy, even claiming to be joyous. And I won't say that there are not moments where we feel some measure of happiness and we cling to that. You know, not like the tattoo or not like the, the new car or not like the, the new stereo or the new, um, you know, golf clubs, whatever the case might be, something that seems to make you quote unquote happy for the moment. There are those situations, there are relationships that truly do make us happy. But even those, even those, while they reduce tension and while they bring us actual pleasure, it's important for us to remember those are muted as well. Those are not the things that of this earth are going to make us feel the same sense of joy that we experienced when we had that connection in our wide open reality. And so why do I tell you all this? I think the reason that I'm saying all these things is because ultimately we have to consider how do we choose to live our lives? Do we continue to chase after these things that are happy making things? Or do we recognize, okay, this isn't something that's truly going to make me happy. It's something that gratifies me for the moment. It's something that eases attention for the moment. But in the long run, it doesn't really make me happy. So what can I do? I think the key is this. It's about being able to recognize that first and foremost. To see our quote-unquote enemy for who they really are, which is this is an empty and hollow place that is muted at best compared to the joy that I know can exist within me. And I think that the only way we can really experience that joy or anything even close to it, anything that is less dull and less muted, it's a relationship with God. Because after everything is said and done, that's where we came from. And it's the closest we are able to get on earth. We can have relationships with people we love. I love my wife. I adore her. And she does bring me joy. But like with my best friend Tom, like with my wife, like with my family, all joy is muted. It's dulled compared to what it is that has been and can be again. So when you think about your relationships, consider, you know, and the things that you do, consider you know, is this something that truly brings me closer to that space again? Or is this something that just gives me the illusion of happiness and a sense that I'm really finding some gratification here? Because in truth be told, 
You're not. We have a better opportunity. It's just up to us to decide whether or not we take it. Be well.